you for tuning in and listening to Free Talk Live. It is the Saturday edition, and you might be asking yourself, hey, this is a slightly different crew than the normal Saturday crew, and slightly different, yes. We've uh, played musical chairs a little bit. Uh, the music has ended, and we've all sat in our appropriate seats, so we're, we're here. Well, uh, but- I'm used to being slightly different. Well, I, I, Sometimes. I think you probably speak for all of us uh, when you say that, but uh, I have learned over time to celebrate individualism. I, I don't like when people are too much like other people and, you know, oh, I'm going to do it because Bob did it or Greg did it or whatever. It's like, well, d- did you do it because you wanted to do it? That's the real, that's the gist of it. Like, if you wanted to do it, you should do it. You shouldn't do anything because well, somebody else did it. I'm going to do it. That doesn't seem right to me. Anyway. It is Free Talk Live. The telephone number 603-283-6160 if you want to weigh in. The phones are open. In the studio, it is myself. I am your host, the Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass. Joining me, Stefania. And Peakless Mountaineer. And uh, we're going to kick things off. I just wanted to remind everybody, this is not your father's talk radio program or your grandfather's talk radio program. I remember when I was growing up, my grandfather used to listen to Paul. Harvey. And that's the rest of the story. Of the story. Yeah, he, had, <laughs> he was like, he was worse than William Shatner with I his know. death pauses. He would leave you hanging with a bunch of silence for no reason. And just to like over dramatize meaninglessly pregnant pauses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So uh, I will try not to do that, although uh, I will say. You, you already did that, though. <laughs> I, will, I will try to not do that. Uh, any more this segment. I'll only use these words to tell you which ones not to do. Uh, I have, We have a whole bunch of material to cover. Uh, you guys are great, of course. You've uh, been prepared, brought in stuff. I have a bunch of stuff. There's stuff that I haven't been able to get to previously. Uh, but let's kick things off with... Uh, <laughs> Zafania, I know you mentioned... How much did you pay to fill up your car? $45, and I have a Prius. A Prius car. Yeah. How empty was it? Uh, it was almost empty, but um, when I first got here, which the gas prices were still kind of high, it was twenty five dollars to fill it up. Uh-huh. And so, and and so when how, I first when how I first long ago got was here, that? When, um, like when you first got here, so um, well, it was last uh, June, so a year ago. Yeah, and um, I think back then it was like three dollars, so it wasn't super cheap. Mm-hmm. And the first time that I visited here, which was uh, fall of twenty twenty, yeah, uh, gas was generally a dollar eighty five. Wow, which it's like night and day. It was like four dollars and fifty cents or something when we when we went. Bet you're doubly glad that you're not paying California prices. Oh yeah, no, my parents are. Um, they're paying like. Eight dollars or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I uh, a friend of mine on the social media took a trip to California. The first thing she did was snap some photos of the the sign on the corner at the the local gas station over six bucks. Yep, kind of a thing. I know that's rural rural California too, probably. <laughs> no, I think she was in near Hollywood or something like mm. that. It was sort of a vacation kind of thing, and you know she's a sort of a rock and roller. Mm. So you know she was going to do the rock and roll stuff down there and. In the the Bay Area, but uh, I uh, <laughs> I have a six cylinder Hyundai, and uh, I filled it up the other day. It was sixty bucks, uh, sixty six zero. Let's go, Brandon. Uh, uh, yeah, f- fifteen gallon tank, sixteen gallon maybe tops. Yeah, uh, I I found myself in the really uncomfortable position of agreeing with Ben Bernanke on something. N- no, except that when I say it, I'm not being a total hypocrite. Uh. So uh, 
I agree with him when he says that, like, look, if you didn't want a huge inflation, you needed to increase the rate of interest when you were pouring all this money on the economy, not way later. I see what you're saying. So uh, all of that being said, we're talking about, you know, for the moment, the price of gasoline. Uh, This from Newsmax.com report, U.S. gas prices could double soon uh, amid potential supply shortage oh yeah uh the t- i've titled tonight's show get ready for ten dollar a gallon gas mm-hmm. because well, well, one of the things that they're preparing to do is europe is trying to get completely off of russian oil mm-hmm. which guess where that's gonna come from everywhere else and yep. america is the number one producer of oil so a huge amount of our oil is now going to go to europe so that they're not uh giving russia money yeah I remember, I think maybe you were on the program, Peakless, I'm not sure, but on this show we had talked about uh, the United States finding oil reserves and then just putting lids on it, basically. Just, yep, we found it, oh, Mm -hmm. but we're not going to actually, like, do anything with it. And at the time... No no permits for you. (laughs) Yeah, and and at the time I thought, okay, from, uh, like, what's the strategy here? And and my idea, the thought I had in my head was, they're going to sit on all of this until the rest of the world's oil supplies are, you know, used up or otherwise unavailable in some way, shape, or form before they open these up. So it doesn't sound like they're ready to do that, even amid... You know, this type of a thing, it sounds to me like we're going to see $10 a gallon gas, perhaps even more. But let's take a a listen to what they have to say. Some gas stations across the country are already bracing for the next big thing involving surging fuel prices, namely the price per gallon potentially exceeding $10. Mm -hmm. For other stations, however, there might be no product left to sell at the pumps. Throughout eastern Washington... I. Mm. I'm familiar with Washington State. I spent 22 years in the Seattle area. Throughout eastern Washington, according to a post-millennial report, gas stations are running out of fuel. Wow. Wow. (laughs) In the Tri-Cities region of Kennewick, Pasco, and West Richland, customers are reporting reporting pulling up to pumps only to find no gas available for purchase. In fact, a local... 1970s, here we come! (laughs) Yeah, except... I, I remember I was I was born in 72 so for me to say I remember is I remember the television spouting about and showing lines of cars lined up at gas stations because you could mm-hmm. only get X amount of gas. They had a limit. Oh, you yeah, could only they, get a couple of gallons. And, and, and they would like alternate back and forth. Like, is the last number on your license plate even or odd? Right. Depending on that. You could show up on could... Tuesday, but not on Thursday mm-hmm. or whatever it was. They had some weird rationing kind of thing going on. And no one goes on Sunday. But, but I do recall... Uh, that a can of Coca-Cola out of the vending machine at the, at said gas station near where I lived was 25 cents because I remember I was begging the adult, like, can I have a quarter, can I have a quarter, can I have a quarter, I want to get pop <laughs> right? You know, so so th- if that tells you anything about, you know, prices and what they were back then, uh, same same can of Coke now at any gas station, probably a buck fifty, two bucks, mm-hmm. something like that. So, uh, inf- Although... Uh- Although those uh, um, pieces of gum that you get in those machines, those have reliably stayed a quarter my whole life. <laughs> oh no, dude! They used well, to be the, a nickel. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, true. Good point. I mean, but but out of every other and thing that has increased, that, like penny gumballs were a thing for yeah, a long time. True, That's true. Yeah, before they had those, uh, leave a penny, take a penny. It was just children who were annoying enough to, you know, get their parental units or grandparents or whatever to, okay, here's a penny. Go, shut up and buy yourself a piece of candy. 
Well, pennies used to actually be made out of copper, too. They used to be worth something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the story says, in fact, a local Facebook group has already identified to 10 uh, in-state stations that are currently out of fuel. Uh, This article is from a couple days ago, so I don't know know, what's happened since then. The current shortage mainly accounts for regular, unleaded, and premium gasolines, but the diesel supply is also in short supply, according to reports. With the supply seemingly shrinking and demand going way up, that naturally leads to higher fuel prices. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I've seen some pretty pretty dank memes, or at least <laughs> funny memes. Uh, there's one, uh, it's your typical like news-looking thing. It's got the banners, you know, breaking news and that kind of thing. And it's a picture of some lady, and she appears to be sniffing something. And it says, uh, gas is so pricey now that it's cheaper to buy cocaine and just run everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, P- oh, Peekless, weren't there. you telling me earlier that uh, DC was basically uh, installing additional zeros to the pumps because they... Oh, no, expect- I was talking about Washington, the state. Oh, than, uh, yeah, but, oh Washington, but, the state. But the, that same thing is how people are preparing mm-hmm. for gas to go above $10 a gallon, so they have yeah. to add more digits to that. Oh, that's wild, it's man. It's smart. I guarantee it's going to happen. It's Clown World, and clowns are very scary. (laughs) They are very scary. 603-283-6160. Is gas higher than Snoop Dogg in your area? (laughs) Give us a call. More Free Talk Live is on the way. to Free Talk Live. Yeah, we're here seven nights a week, 7 p.m. until 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Always doing the live thing. Uh, Some radio stations will not play us live. Occasionally they'll play like a replay or it'll be offset by a couple hours. But if you want to call and be heard on national radio, we're on a couple hundred stations. We you know, maybe could be on more coming up in the future, but uh, you want to call between 7 and 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, in the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Safania. And Peakless Mountaineer. And we've been talking about, well, that thing Americans like to talk about, and that's the price of gas. Mm. Uh, this article that we have from Newsmax is talking about reported shortages at least in the Washington State area, the Tri-Cities, where customers are reportedly pulling up to pumps only to find there's no gas to buy. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. You're, you're, trying to, you're doing your road trip somewhere, and you're like, okay, well, I'll just wait till the next station. I got enough gas to get there. And you get there, and there's nothing for you to buy. Mm. Yeah. I feel, like, uh, feel like taking a... Heroin, did you say? Heroin. Oh. <laughs> Heroin experience. <laughs> like, I don't think heroin's combustible. I don't know that you can run a car on it. but uh, It'll make you forget all about the gas prices, though. <laughs> and, you know, everything. I feel like taking a page out of the uh, the old Mad Max Road Warrior book where he had uh, like a 50-gallon drum instead of a trunk of his mm. car. Like the hood, the hood for the trunk was gone and in its place he had welded in a 50-gallon barrel and that was his gas tank. Well, if he holds on to it for long enough, it might be worth more than his car. (laughs) As a matter of fact. We'll continue to talk more about 
gas prices and how high they are and how high they're going to be. But we have a caller calling from Pennsylvania. His name is Jake. Jake, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, buddy. How are you doing? We're good. What's on your mind tonight, Jake? Oh, man, I hate the sidebar of that conversation. It was really really interesting. No, it's okay. Uh, We're called I'm... Free Talk Live for a reason, so <laughs> feel free to change the subject. Yeah, we'll get back to it. Oh, uh, yeah, well, I'm going to turn the spotlight on me, man. I'm a civil activist down here in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, and I just had a very big confused because this past week. Um, I faced the, as a pro se litigant, I faced the deputy attorney general in court. And um, I caught them prosecuting me outside of their jurisdiction, motion for that in trial. And then um, the judge overruled it, of course. He's not going to allow it. And then caught the judge being falsely appointed. They didn't carry over the one on the paperwork on his appointment date. So he actually held trial with no jurisdiction. And the uh, deputy attorney general had no jurisdiction. So I do, as a defendant, I motioned to crown myself king of the kangaroo court <laughs> and anybody with any jurisdiction object. <laughs> we had a That's little uh, colloquy on the bench, and I kept on cutting over the judge, like, you have no jurisdiction, you have no jurisdiction, you have no jurisdiction. As the king of these kangaroo courts, my first decree is that we b- bust into a song and dance number, and I did the Top Gun, She's got, she lost that love and feeling. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> LRN.FM. We're crying. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm gonna. Uh, ah. This is an interesting story. You yeah. can't, you can't say the f word. I have dumped you, so I just want to make sure the dump clears. But uh, you certainly cannot uh, say that word on the radio. My so most apologies. Sorry, if, I got if you do it again, I'll have to disconnect the call. Just so you know, that's uh, the rules that we're under. But I want to hear the rest of your story. Indeed. So you're doing the song and dance. You've lost that loving feeling in court. The uh, deputy attorney general runs out crying. The judge <laughs> runs off the bench. It's like a bomb went off in the court. Everybody leaves. I'm sitting there st- uh, talking to the sheriffs. There's two sheriffs left in the entire courtroom. They're staring at the floor. I'm like, hey, how was that, guys? How was that rope-a-dope? Do you like, do you like how, I, how I had them distracted and uh, looking at other things the entire time, and they weren't looking at not carrying over the one on the judge's appointment paperwork? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but boring story short, he like, ran off the bench for a recess. He came back in and convicted me. Um, I was looking at four years of retaliatory charges uh-huh. uh, for covering a, a racket that the you know, county courts got going on. But it turns out the state is actually farming out my county, and that's how the attorney general got involved. Wait, wait, so the state is outsourcing your county? <laughs> like, Yeah, uh, I'm in Adams County. It's like literally, it's, it's, it's a podunk fruit-growing um, county, and just agriculture, except for the town of Gettysburg, which is the county seat, and it's where we have our courthouse. And they, it, it's ran like the town... In Rambo 1, in First Blood. Like, yeah, yeah. That's so how they run it, like just, back in the 80s. Just some food for thought. Um, have you thought about filing a motion to recuse the judge by chance? Well, see, that's the thing. Um, they would be able to fix that and then come back and try me again. I waited. Tacti- tactically, I waited until they tried me. Because once they get uh, the guys up there, um, you know, the lying sheriffs and arresting officers up there testifying... They can't try me again on these same charges. Right. So I let the deputy attorney general just beat me up in court. And there was a planted judge. He's the 12th appointed judge to this case. 
There was a whole bench recusal, and I recused two more judges after that. Wow. But when they assigned this judge, I caught them not carrying over the one in the paperwork because it was right at the beginning of the new year. So yeah. he was technically only assigned for one day. I mean, literally only assigned so, for one day. What, he only had jurisdiction. What was your name I'm again? Sorry. His name's Jake. Jake Belzma. Jake? I'm a civil activist with the Silly YouTube channel. I'm I'm in the same vein as Delete Laws as Chili, but uh, gotcha. I'm more gonzo. I, I have a question that I just can't can't wait to ask you, and that is, uh, did this particular courtroom allow videotape, and do you have footage? No, I sure don't. I'm uh, getting a stenographer's report right now, and right. I even motioned for this ahead of time because part of that racket, I caught the stenographer um, changing, um, uh, modifying the record. Oh, yeah, they so do they that all the just, time had a different stenographer come in and the judge of course denied my motion to record so, so jake have you um have you ever thought of moving to new hampshire <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm familiar with what y'all got going on up there it's beautiful man i love it uh i'm just i i like the warm weather man i'm, I'm a gulf coast texan mm, i mean we've got I, some pretty warm weather here right now man i i came from california <laughs> and i i'm loving it here quite honestly um and I, given how much you spend of your time doing the stuff that you do, I, I know for a fact that you will be at least 150% more effective here, and we would all have your back, because what you're doing is awesome. Certainly welcomed. Thank you. I really appreciate the offer. And I mean, you know, of course, being libertarian, everyone just, you know, kind of gets along and uh, respects everyone else's interests. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And I'm really definitely y'all on the list to come and visit y'all, see what y'all got going on. I just I I'm not even from Gettysburg. I was visiting family and got wrapped up with the courts. I got I had it's such a foil hat story. Yeah. Well, feel We'd free have to, to do like a Joe Dirt call in. Feel free, free to visit the Libertarian Homeland whenever you want, man. Like the door is always open. Hey Jake, thanks for the call. Great story. We appreciate you. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero is the telephone number here at Free Talk Live. If you would like to weigh in, have you experienced anything like Jake? Have you, you know, declared yourself king of the courts <laughs> when you found that nobody in the in the entire room had jurisdiction? That's a fantastic story. Love it. We've got more coming up here on Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Free Talk Live. We are a live call-in radio talk program that's also broadcast on the internet and some satellite stations around the world where you can take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever's on your mind, like our last caller, Jake, did. Uh, he was an activist from uh, in another city uh, doing things that activists do. 
Uh, only his was a, a, a pretty entertaining story. <laughs> I, I, I only wish I could have asked him whether he had props, because when you declare yourself king of the kangaroo court because nobody has jurisdiction, I can just imagine a guy like putting on like the Burger King, you know, the cardboard cutout king hat, you know, <laughs> dancing on the table or something. Like, I would just... Ah, these things warm my soul. <laughs> All I had a court order to sing Bring Back That Love and Feeling. <laughs> You've lost that, that love and feeling. Yes. Well, arguably, jesters are the true kings. Wow. <laughs> Suddenly, I feel great about myself. <laughs> <laughs> They're the I, only I ones that true. are paid to make fun of the king. It's true. Well, I, well, I guess I'm not quite a jester then. I'm, I haven't figured out how to get paid to make fun of them yet. Well, aren't you doing that now? Uh, well, I mean, there's a there's the the church gives us a you know a little stipend to you know help with gas and that kind of thing. But mm. uh, yeah, this isn't a uh, an employment. Mm. This isn't a a career type of thing. In fact, uh, I think uh, all of the hosts, uh, first chair or otherwise, uh, have some other form of of employment. Mm. Uh, or you know, uh, well, probably Ian doesn't. It's his mm. show. So you know, uh, but even then, he did. <laughs> before the uh the the events of the crypto 6 which if you're not familiar with you can go find out about the crypto 6 over at thecrypto6.com uh but uh, you know even you know prior to that uh, you know he was doing other things so the the radio station wasn't you know the one thing that occupied his time full time mm. uh although i would have to say that you know it's his baby he built it so mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing but yeah no i mean to say that uh, I'm getting paid to do this, uh, I think, is a misnomer. Mm. Uh, but I still do it nonetheless, <laughs> because why? I just enjoy it so much. And they say, do what you love, and everything else will just sort of work its way out, right? That's how it's worked for me so far. Did you have more to say about Jake's story? Oh, no. I okay. just commend him for what he's doing, and I would love to see him in New Hampshire. He sounds like a badass dude. Did you have anything? Okay. All right. I want to tell everybody that Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. You can go there now and click on Get Started at the top of the page. And once you do that, you'll find all sorts of valuable information neatly organized to suit your needs. There's no longer any excuse to ignore this important and world-changing information. If you are a knowledgeable crypto user already, you can check out news.bitcoin.com to get the latest headlines of all the news that's relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, such as getting a wallet, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news, all on a very slick and easy-to-use website. Visit Bitcoin.com. There's a particular writer that they've hired whom I've become a fan of uh, over at news.bitcoin.com. His name is Jamie Redman, mm. and I'm just saying his name because I like his work. Uh, I read a lot. Everything he publishes, I basically read it, even if it's over my head and I don't quite understand it. Mm. Uh, I will read it anyway because he does such a good job. I'm really glad they have hired that guy. All right. Uh, Circling back to the gasoline thing, I think both of you had something more to say. Oh, yeah. Uh, I wanted to bring up that uh, that there's a uh, bill that they're trying to put through to uh, avoid price gouging. Oh, boy. Which... Price gouging is just one of my all-time favorite myths. Like, it doesn't exist. It's very simple. Right. It's supply and demand, period. Right. right. Every price is as high as it can possibly be and also as low as it can be allowed to be. Like, 
Prices are not actually a choice. That's an economics 101 thing. The first thing that you see in any economics class is this. The cross? The, 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 the cross the of yeah. like the supply and demand, which establishes the market price. Right, right. And then there are some things that cause distortions in the market, namely government, but that results in a deadweight loss, which is essentially um, product that would have gone to market if not for the government distorting it. Right. Uh, the, there are some things that do affect the market price of a good or service outside of government. Government certainly has the most impact, and most of it is just getting in the way. Right. Right. Uh, but outside of that, there are some things that do impact the market, and that is competition, namely. Mm, right? Right. Generally speaking, competition will bring down the price of a good or a service because there's more variety of providers to choose from. Mm. Uh, you know, If I want to buy a paper plate and there's only one guy supplying plates, well, he can kind of charge whatever he wants. But if there's 30 guys supplying paper plates, well, they all got to kind of make sure that they're not charging too much more or less than the other guy. Otherwise, they're in danger of going out of business, but also in danger of not selling anything if they're priced too high or too low. And you also and it goes into equilibrium as well in that there isn't like a flood of um of people that only make paper plates because if that happens, then, you know, Basically, you're not going to make any money doing it because everybody else is doing it. So it all sort of organically um, sorts itself out in spontaneous order, and it's really quite beautiful. So this price gouging thing you're talking about is specifically related to the gas prices. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, apparently it's passed the House and is going to the Senate, but uh, it's kind of an uphill battle there, fortunately. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so if you cap a price... Like the only thing, if you make sure that there is a top tier price, then you are absolutely ensuring that there will be an insufficient supply. Because that's the thing. A price needs to be able to fluctuate according to supply and demand. So if there's less supply, then they have to charge more for it. And charging more lets the consumers know, huh, well, do I really need this gas or not? And some people really need that gas, so they're willing to pay that extra price. And some people, well, I guess I don't need it that badly, so they buy less of it. And that allows the consumption to reach the production. So if you cap that, then the consumer never gets that information, Mm -hmm. and uh, it just causes the supply not to be sufficient for people's demands. And I think this uh, is something that folks will see in your news headlines called price controls mm-hmm. uh, is what is what you're referring to and so yep. this legislation claims that it's going to be of benefit to you if you allow the government to institute price controls over gasoline which it has never actually resulted in that any time government has attempted price controls on anything. Well, yeah, yeah think I, about rent control. You know, there's basically no incentive for uh, landowners to rent out because um, <laughs> if if the price increases uh, so much and and their business isn't profitable. There's no incentive for the business owner to rent anything. Yeah, and it would be the same thing with gas. So like the, that uh, that cap on the price will just resort result in more shortages, which is arguably worse than there just being high gas prices because at least you have gas. Yeah, a, a little bit of a, an adage about rent control, particularly in the city of Seattle when I lived there. Uh, if you go by the, you know, all the all the economics play, they do. Okay, so you don't want to spend more than like one third of your income on your housing costs every month, right? Your rent or your mortgage, whatever that is, right? Mm-hmm. So going by that, and this is some years ago, but going by that, 
I couldn't afford to live in Seattle. <laughs> right? So, And occasionally I would happen upon like an ad on like the Craigslist or something along those lines, and it would be, hey, you know, tiny one-bedroom apartments or studio apartments uh, in a reasonable price, like a price that I could afford or maybe just a little bit higher than one-third of my mm. income that I was earning at the time, but like it was in the pocket. Right. And I'd be like, oh, great. And I would call. And they'd be like, okay, well, our stipulations are X, Y, and Z, and you got to have a job, and blah, blah, blah. But you can't make more than, you know, like $25,000 a year. And I'm like, wow. really? nobody makes less than that in Seattle if they're employed. That's wh- <laughs> Why did they have that limit, though? It's part of the rent control. Oh, that's right? wild. So, like, they have a limit. Like, you can't get this rent-controlled apartment that's affordable unless you're super poor and can't afford it anyway. Wow. Yeah, which is totally ridiculous. 603-283-6160. We'll talk more about, well, ridiculousness when it comes to pricing <laughs> here on Free Talk Live. It's a Saturday night edition. Phones are open. 1-800-795-5433. number you need if you want to join in the conversation 603-283-6160 talking about the high price of gas what are you doing to combat or to work around or are you just eating it and you're like shaving things off your butter what are you doing to you know, sort of deal with this because this article will go into some things and we'll continue with it here in just a moment uh that and this article's only like four or five days old, tops. Mm. So uh, it's already outdated in that respect uh, because, you know, prices have gone up in the last four or five days, of course. They've uh, probably gone up in the last four or five seconds. Yeah, it was, <laughs> you know, here in Keene, New Hampshire, it was 462 on my way into the studio tonight. Mm. Uh, the uh, Last week when I rolled in, it was 440-something, I think, on, on Saturday of last week. So, mm. yeah, you do the math. You know, that that adds up. Uh, in the studio, by the way, it's myself, the captain. Stefania. And Peakless Mountaineer. Yeah, I, I you hear these stories about, like, getting paid at your job during Weimar Germany at lunch so that you could, like, go buy the, the food before the prices went up yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, I think that's a real distinct possibility with gas in this country. Yeah, well, uh, Greece had that same sort of a thing not too long ago where they they saw what I'm calling uh, hyperinflation, where it was that same sort of thing. Like, you better get what you can, buy what you need with the check you got today, mm-hmm. because tomorrow the prices are going to be more expensive and you're going to get less of whatever it is you're after. I wonder, yeah, and, uh, what, I wonder at what point it would be considered to be hyperinflation, because if I got here and the price of gas was $1.85, and hypothetically if it gets to 10 is that considered to be hyperinflation that's almost like 10xing um i forget what the cutoff that's a is great question it, it might be something ridiculous like 50xing mm. i'm i'm not sure um one thing that that's important to note though is like it, even in you know weimar germany textbook example of hyperinflation mm. like it wasn't a solid upward streak right it was up and then down and then up and then down it's just that it went higher on the ups than it had been before mm. occasionally it would even like dip way below its uh, its lows but then it would shoot right back up again and always to a higher level mm. so 
and and, and like we like we were uh, bringing up the the two major factors I think that are causing this. Number one, by far, is the huge money printing that they did. Mm, I yep. mean, it's it's hard to calculate how much of the dollars in existence were printed during the uh, the lockdown. Wasn't it forty percent? There's different there's different ways of counting it, and it's 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 always ridiculous. Mm. And, Speaking- and, and and also the the fact that specifically Joe Biden turned off all of the the gas pipes like his first day in office. Mm. Speaking yeah. of ridiculousness, I just used uh, the wrong search engine uh. because I wanted to see right. I, so I typed in mistake. I, no, I wanted to see what the what the what the search engine everybody else uses mm. like would would answer. I typed in. How do you know it's hyperinflation? <laughs> and the entire first page was about uh, pulmonary uh, cardio, like your lungs and stuff. Oh. Talking about the hyperinflation, COPD, and like hyperinflation of your lungs. Wow. Tricky bastard, As man. a medical thing, right? So I had to put the word money in front of it uh, before I got the answer I was wow. looking for. Yeah, astonishing. Just, just to show you the ridiculousness. <laughs> they do not want you to have any information about how money works. Now I'm thinking maybe they l- labeled that like condition hyperinflation on purpose. I've I've literally never heard of a medical condition mm-hmm. called hyperinflation. Yeah, me neither. In my I was life. like, <laughs> I was like, oh, of course, there's a medical you know thing called. Hyperinflation. I think I, I wonder if that was recently relabeled. I, I don't know, but I can tell you the results after putting the word money in front of that is this. Hyperinflation occurs when prices have risen more than 50% per month over a period of time. (laughs) Oh, well, we've reached that point with gas, haven't we? It says 50% per month over a period of time. So So there were some months in which we were experiencing it then, right? Right, but is it doubling, basically, every month? Yeah, I don't think we've we've quite hit that. Well, not doubling. Right. uh, 50, like time and a half. So, like, if it goes from uh, from two bucks to three bucks for gas yep. within a month, oh, then right, you're yeah, having 1.5, yeah, right, yeah, which we right. haven't hit that yet. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, no, we're we're in high inflation, but we're not quite at hyperinflation. And the, and the so it has to happen of, quickly. Yes, huh. yes, yes. Huh. Uh, so the and the importance of the distinction the distinction there is like so when there's regular inflation even high inflation things are bad but they're not disastrous mm. whereas when there's hyperinflation i mean there there tend to be major breakdowns in supply chains mm. um people are like just running like chickens with their heads cut off to find you know whatever job will pay them enough to survive mm, right. i mean it's 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 a bad scene mm. So this article continues uh, talking about a Facebook group that has identified 10 Washington State gas stations that are currently out of fuel, uh, including you know regular gasoline, but diesel apparently also in short supply. Uh, a 76 gas station in Auburn, Washington, has already begun reprogramming its pumps to make room for double-digit pricing, according uh. to the Post. We talked about this a little bit earlier in the show. In the report, a 76 spokesperson confirmed that the national gas chain was indeed reprogramming the functionality of its pumps, but also fell short of predicting gas prices would rise that high. Is there any reason to program your pumps unless you're expecting well, it to happen? I don't want to I mean, tell you that prices might get that high. I just won't deny that there's literally no other reason for us to be doing this. Back in January 2021, the final month of President Trump's tenure in the White House, the average price of gas was two forty one per gallon, with some states even reporting gas at less than $2 per gallon. In the aftermath, though, coinciding with 
Let's go, Brandon, taking office. <sighs> Fuel prices have skyrocketed in America. How large are the increases? According to GasBuddy.com, a site which tracks gasoline prices throughout the world, mm-hmm. only one state, Oklahoma, $3.98 per gallon, has a per gallon price below 4 bucks right now. Oof. Again, this article is four days old. Mm-hmm. And six states, Oregon, Alaska, Washington, Nevada, Hawaii, and California, all have average prices at $5 uh, or higher. From a national perspective, the U.S. reportedly set a new record high last week, posting an average range of $4.43 per gallon. <laughs> that rate is higher now. <laughs> According to AAA, that's a $0.35 cent increase from April and a $1.43 per gallon hike since May of last year. Mm. So year over year, mm. that's, that's, that's significant. Close. Yeah. And we have talked at length here on Free Talk Live about what the Federal Reserve, in conjunction with the U.S. government, has been doing with just injecting these trillions of dollars yep. into the economy. These QEs, the, uh, they have several different names for it. Quantitative mm-hmm. easing is the mm-hmm. one that I remember because it just sounds like the most BS. Like what is? Oh, we're going to ease you quantitatively. I'm just going to ease this quantity yes. right <laughs> in behind you. That's oh, it looks, all. It looks like your quantitative needs easing, like a, a medical term or well, something. Well, yeah, they right? make you know? it. They make well, it as... I don't want to tell you I'm printing an f ton of money. <laughs> so I'm go- no Bernanke. Yes. That's why I was so uncomfortable agreeing with this man because this is the guy who literally invented the term quantitative easing so that he couldn't say, "Well, I'm just going to." ramp up the money production like you would not believe. Money printer go... <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, well, they, they want to make this as complicated as possible, right? I mean, you, you see this with what the authoritarians are trying to do now. It's, it's not the fault of our great, beautiful Fed. It's the fault of these evil uh, multinational gas companies. And, and to... To be fair, I'm no fan of the gas companies because they are working in tandem with the government to a certain degree. That being said, it's... It's not their fault at the root. It's it's the Fed. And if Republicans or just anti-authoritarians in general are able to weaponize that and get this populist energy that is here and existing around that, oh boy, that that's going to be a good time. And yeah. the thing is, like, yeah, libertarians have been complaining about this system for, oh, the hundred plus years that it's been in existence. <laughs> as long as I've known of libertarianism, it's been, yeah, one of their definite. And this is why. This is, like, you are finally, the ordinary person is seeing this. This is what we were trying to warn you about for a century. Yeah, if, if only mm. somebody could have seen this coming. Peakless. Yeah, if gee. only if only there was some sort of a, a way that this could have been broadcast to people, <laughs> you know, on a national or even international, perhaps global level, that they could have heard about this kind of information and and better prepared themselves for what's coming. And if only gee, if only we had an alternative, like a good system of money that actually increases in value over the years. And if only we had a uh, presidential candidate that made this his only or his main issue, and he ran twice but was rejected wholeheartedly by the Republican Because he was called a conspiracy theorist. Mm. Which, of course, as we know, conspiracy theorists, generally speaking, <laughs> are just right a little bit earlier <laughs> than everybody else. It's sad. 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. Coming up, we'll talk about whether or not this is the era, the end of the era of cheap and plenty. 
Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. I love those Onion News Network saying, I don't know if everybody heard that who's listening to this, but uh, we heard it in our headphones, and I just love those Onion News bits. They're, they're hilarious. They are. Until uh, they become reality. Hey, uh, it as is. they so frequently well, Yeah. <laughs> it is Free Talk Live. That's the show you're listening to. That's the name of it. Freetalklive.com is our website. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. The phones are packed right now, so if you're trying to get through and get on the air, just keep trying. Uh, you know, We'll get through some of the calls, and, and we'll try to get to everybody. So 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Zephania. And Beakless Mountaineer. We've been talking about, well, get ready for $10 gas. Uh, we're pretty sure it's going to oh, yeah. happen. Uh, the gas station companies are reprogramming their gas pumps to account for extra digits. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you that? that one of the one of the only reliable sectors right now that isn't experiencing a pinch because like uh, stocks are down everywhere is the oil companies. They're having a grand old time. Well, yeah, I mean. Turns out when you're a, a government-backed monopoly, you make a lot of money. <laughs> or pseudopoly. Yeah, pretty Pseudo, much. Pseudo, 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 well, technically, it is possible to compete with them, but good luck. Well, I wonder if this is a way that they're trying to manipulate human behavior to get us more on electric vehicles. Ooh, interesting. So we do have calls to get to, and I first want to go because you segued into what I think this next caller uh, wants to ask us about. So let's go to Stephen in Spokane. Stephen, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. So there, are, I just heard Biden talking about the American experiment is at risk, and, you know, they're just trying to ram so much money through and print so much money. Seems like they're trying to turn America into a failed state. What do y'all think? Have a good day. Hey, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Do you think they're trying to, you know, do you think it's on purpose? Is the the state going to fail on purpose? Well, when it depends on what you mean by success. I mean, I don't really remember a time in which America was successful. <laughs> well, it kind of wasn't during your lifetime, basically. Mm, yeah, basically that whole time. Yeah, like uh, pre-1913, mm, maybe. Mm. I wasn't alive for it, so I can't really say. I... It is. I mean, it's possible that this is just a mistake, but I don't think so. No, I really do think that this is an intentional takedown of the American economy. I mean, like, so step one, you hollow out the the middle class that everything relies on. Check. Right. So, like, (laughs) like 
all of the people who had uh, rental properties, they got smashed during the, the lockdowns. Oh, yeah. All of the people who ran a business, like, they're out of business and they ain't coming back. So many small businesses. Yeah, so, like, yeah. The, the so you've basically removed the backbone of this organism completely. Okay, now add on top of that, like, uh, the, the, the moves that Biden has specifically made with Russia. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so for hundreds of years... Any time that there was what they call sovereign debt, which is, I, I mean, I wish that they would recognize the real sovereignty of the individual, but mm-hmm. they don't. They recognize the sovereignty of nations. Mm-hmm. But it, for hundreds of years, no matter where it was, Africa, Europe, Asia, doesn't matter, sovereign debt was was a sacred obligation and under no circumstances would you just run off with the money that some other country uh, left in your care and Biden has done exactly that with what he's done to Russia. And like Russia is currently under more sanctions than any country in the history of the world has ever been under. So, I mean, and all of these things taken together are destroying the American economy. Absolutely. And I, I, it's possible this is an accident, but it seems to me much more likely that this is an attempt to bring us into a sort of one world government system with a global economy and yeah, a central I, bank uh, federated system. Have you guys uh, seen that one meme where it's like uh, uh, McDonald's, Coca-Cola, Pornhub and all of these other companies have uh, sanctioned Russia. And at this rate, Russia is going to be one of the healthiest, <laughs> most well informed. Yeah. 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 Best places in the world. I, I have. And it's hilarious. I just pulled up usdebtclock.org because uh, you know, we're speaking of you know this sort of what did you call it? National. Uh, what was the uh, sovereign, sovereign debt? Sovereign debt. Mm-hmm. So the national debt in the United States is 30 trillion. Yeah. Eh, whatever. Yeah. We were at like well, 10, like, you know, couple like years 2010 ago. or yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and the thing is, like, there are serious problems that happen when the when the Federal Reserve is the only one buying up American debt, which is exactly what you what has we've now been piloted into because all of the countries. So like uh, uh, Japan used to be the biggest buyer of American debt. And at this point, they're not only not buying it, they're selling it. Mm. So like all of the countries went, oh, if we buy American debt and they get upset with us enough, then they'll just steal all of our money. And that was the only thing keeping this wacky economic system afloat. Let's continue with the calls. Let's go next to Major Payne calling from Michigan. Major, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, David. Right quick before I get started on the whole gas thing. I heard a commercial when I was on hold. It reminded me of something. This monkey pox is going around. <laughs> Evidently, Johnson and Johnson used a uh, used monkey genes in their vaccine. I don't. Mm. So I that's, don't that's hilarious. I don't know that uh, it's true or not, but I'm told that the K is silent. Money pox. Um, money pox. Yes, money pox. Uh, hmm. All right, go ahead with your gas. Uh, Major's got gas apparently here on Free Talk Live. <laughs> Yeah, well, Johnson and Johnson's got some more floral wax going. <laughs> Make it greasy. You keep it slippery. Um, anyway, the whole the whole gas business back during the Obama years when you couldn't buy a job around here, mm. I went out to the Balkan because they were banging pumping oil, and uh, right in the middle of the oil patch, there's a town called Williston. Okay. Well, 
the place was out of hand. I knew one guy drove around out there with bad plates on his rig for four years, just wondering if he'd ever get pulled over. You know, pretty much daring him. The, the place, I mean, it was just insane the amount of people that were in this small, you know, medium-sized town. Sure. And uh, I got talking to one old-timer, and he says, yeah, we went through this once before back in the 70s. And they, they built all this underground infrastructure with the sewer culverts and the water system and whatnot, and they were doing it again right now. But they had decided that they wanted their town invaded like that never again. They poured all that infrastructure full of concrete. So it was un, un, unrectifiable. Hmm. That's interesting. It's wild, isn't it? Yeah. And, and, and 10, 10, 20 years later, they needed it again and had to dig it all up at twice the cost because it was <laughs> solid. That yeah, kind of reminds me of... Uh... Uh... A bunch of people were getting uh, kicked out of their houses in Detroit, and it was a very common thing to just start pouring concrete down the drains. It's like, oh, well, if you're going to kick me out of my house, I'm going to make it worth nothing to you. So they'd like pour concrete down the drain, strip all the wiring out of the walls. Hey, Major, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, it, it is, I don't, I can't even begin to say, if you have never looked at the results the outcome of government in any respect, city, town, county, federal, your state, whatever it is. Look at the results. Look at what they say they're going to do. Then look at the results of what they actually do and tell me if they match up. Because guess what? They don't (laughs) like ever. And somebody was telling me the other day that, we like to use logic and reason mm. to you know try and get people to hey look realize this you know shake them awake or whatever and right. you know that kind of a thing and somebody was telling me the other day I'm paraphrasing but it was something along the lines of you can't bring somebody to a reasonable uh, logical conclusion if they didn't arrive there through those very means in Absolutely. other words reason or logic yep. And so that, of course, is is the biggest hurdle. I've asked the question a number of times here on Free Talk Live. Uh, how? What is the, the, the thing? What is the magic bullet, if you will, that wakes people up? Like, I myself woke up from the fog of statism, and I can't tell you what the one thing is. I can tell you I've been a rebel all of my life in some way, shape, or form. And I sort of, you know, and, and this gives me maybe maybe a leg up on regular folk. But I, other than that, I can't tell you what the magic bullet is. Spinner I think it, it just has to be worth remaking your entire worldview for one reason or another. So usually when your worldview has already been shattered is when it's worth making that kind of investment. I was willing to set aside my preconceived notions and observe the facts and evidence of the situation. And if the outcome told me something different, I'm willing to accept that. More Free Talk Live coming up. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Saturday Night Live edition of Free Talk Live. Live from New Hampshire. It's Saturday <laughs> night. Sorry, I said Saturday Night Live. It's the first thing that popped in my head. Uh, the telephone number here six zero three two eight three six one six zero six zero three two eight three 
888-646-6160. We'll get back to your calls in just a moment. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Stefania. And Beakless Mountaineer. It's coming up pretty quick. Forkfest 2002-2. I'm excited. You can join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians like us from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th annual Forkfest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Forkfest is a fork off of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which happens the week before, uh, and it takes place uh, at the same place. So the Porcupine Freedom Festival is also at Rogers Campground, mm-hmm. and then the week after that is Forkfest. And no one is in charge. It's completely decentralized. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, your RV site, or your motel room with Rogers Campground from June 27th through July 3rd. I can't think of a better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving people here in New Hampshire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the Forkfest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, and those can be found at forkfest.party. We hope to see you there, forkfest.party. All right. Uh, we'll get into some more stuff. You have something... Uh, how do you say? Zephania? Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's Fania. About, uh, yeah. yeah, about uh, uh, something the people have said that they want. Oh yeah, but they're not gonna get mm. because of one man, and this will be the second time in like two weeks that he's done. Anyway. One one king, more specifically, his <laughs> excellency. One one excellency, yes. But before we do that, let's go to. We've got David in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, yeah, I'll. Uh... Uh, imitate uh, white people tonight since everybody gets their panties in a bunch when I imitate black people. So, um, you, you remember that uh, Judge uh, Tommy Jewell? Nope. Well, the one I was telling you about, the black one that got up in my grill at the black barber shop where I get my white haircut. Oh, that's what that was about. Okay. So, okay, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, well, Tommy Jewell used to be the chief judge of the children's court, the same exact position as held by. Yeah, Monica Zamora, Chief Judge of the Children's Court in Albuquerque. Same position as Judge John J. Romero, Jr., Chief Judge of the Children's Court in Albuquerque. Do you see a pattern there? Anyway, um, to remember the incesto-nepotistic, nepo-incestuous, or whatever the, the portmanteau that you made up, Captain? Nepo-cestuous, the, yeah. <laughs> I love that nep- one. Nepo-cestuous, yeah. So the, uh, you'll see a pattern that follows under the nepo-cestuous portmanteau um, because Tommy Jewell, I, I happen to be uh, in, in an episode of In Plain Sight with Tommy Jewell. You can see, I, see he and I in the exact same uh, scene, in, in fact, the exact same uh, take, uh, shot. Um, and Tommy Jewell is married to Angela Jewell, who is also a judge in Albuquerque. Wait, wait, have you and Tommy ever gotten on a plane to, like, an island owned by Epstein? (laughs) Owned by a who? uh, By Epstein? Yes, we did. We've done that several times. <laughs> very, 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 very nice 727 that uh, Mr. Epstein had. I, I just better, want to. Oh, I'm, you, I'm you pretty bet. sure that if he was on that list, he would have no trouble getting whichever children he wanted. You better. Um, I'm saying that if David, if you were on that list, I'm pretty sure they'd give you whichever kids you wanted. Maybe even yours. Uh, they, 
I, I believe they probably will. Well, you know, they, they, for some reason, they don't want me to have my own kids. They want other people to, to have my kids. I, I guess they'd probably give me somebody else's kids is how they work. Hmm. But um, so Tommy Jewell is married to Angela Jewell, and Angela Jewell was the original judge in my case with, with my children. She's the one that wrote the original orders, uh, making it so that I could not uh, communicate with my children in any way, shape, or form uh, to the point where, uh, in the very, very beginning of the the cases that I have, meaning like 15 years ago, I made the mistake of writing on my Facebook account. I just posted it one day because I was feeling it. I I posted quote, "I love you, David. I love you, Paisley." Those are my children, mm-hmm. and that was and that, that's all I wrote. And when I went into court the next time uh, in this in that case, um, Judge Angela Jewell, wife of Judge Tommy Jewell, she found me in contempt of court for attempting to communicate with my children that were one and two, you know, wearing diapers because I typed I have on Facebook. <laughs> on Facebook in in like what year was that? That would have been like two thousand and nine. I don't know, but how dare you post something that you feel onto social media for anybody else to see? How dare you, right. David? But what they but they were trying to protect my children because they said I was attempting to communicate with my children and there was an order of no I mean, contact. I don't, I don't know. I haven't been to what what do they call the I wish Nikki was here. What's the uh, the baby ward where they keep all the newborns in the hospital? Uh, the nursery? The nur- yeah, whatever that's called. Yeah. I, I haven't been seen one in in quite a long time. Uh, but I don't know are they just giving these babies like androids and iPhones like right there <laughs> after they're born? I don't know how long it takes for them to get one. Yeah, yes, absolutely. My children were one and two, Paisley and David. Oops, I actually, oh, you know what? I just violated that court order again. I said their name in a in a published form, in a media format. So I just violated mm. that order again. So, but, but you heinous uh, but and yeah, awful they, person, you judges are pretty lazy. I, I don't think they're going to comb through all of these times of free talk live that you've called. Well, they found they found that when I posted it on uh, on Facebook, the very very first and only time I ever did that. Uh, they found that, and she fined me $250, and that was 15 years ago dollars, so that's at least $500 <laughs> now. dollars, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so she fined me, you know, I'm going to call it $500 uh, for writing, I love you, to my own children that were one and two in diapers because they, they might possibly uh, find out that their dad said I love you to them in a, in a one-line post on Facebook in 2011. Well, don't you don't you know, David? Um, you're not the one that has custodial ship or ownership of your children. It's the state. The state, right? Yeah, and I did. I forgot that, and so I had to pay five hundred dollars or go to jail for doing that. So um, fast forward. Uh, coincidentally, tomorrow, May twenty second, is the eighteenth birthday of my son, and that 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 order of no contact has never ever ever been removed. So it's still in existence. And my son turns into an adult tomorrow. So tomorrow on your show, if you let me speak tomorrow on your show, I will violate that court order intentionally and, 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 and communicate with my 18-year-old son in violation of that, that court order that is still standing. And we'll see if the judge hauls me into court on contempt. All right, David. That's a deal. We'll talk to you tomorrow. That's, Thanks for the call tonight. That is a beautiful act of civil disobedience. Indeed it is. Truly. Yes. And it also happens to coincide with Bitcoin Pizza Day. Hey, you're right. So, yeah, his son's birthday, Bitcoin Pete today, and civil disobedience. 
tomorrow night on Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160 is our phone number here. We all have more of your calls, and we'll talk more about this this guy, this this king, this tyrant. Coming up here on Free Talk Live. Libertarian used to be a word, a socialist word? Yes, it did. Like, it sounds to me like it might be a type of dinosaur, if I didn't know <laughs> better, right? You know, the, the Stegosaurus, the Velociraptor, the Libertarian. <laughs> libertarian was just as uh, as left as anarchist yep. once upon a time. It was indeed. Oh, I'm so glad it's not anymore. Which, I mean, I, I can understand why that would happen, because there were actually kings at the time, so left literally just meant, like, I don't want monarchy. Right, yeah. Well, anarchy, you know, an is no, and then archon is ruler, so it literally means no rulers. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean chaos. It doesn't mean no rules. It means no rulers, just in case anybody out there in radio land, internet land, or satellite and, land had any so, questions. But they done some Amazing marketing with words like that, and my personal favorite, progress or mm. progressive. Oh, like, yeah. oh, well, it actually means this. Polit- oh, so all progress must be in this particular politi- political ideology. Go on. Well, and if pro is the opposite of con, then Congress is the opposite of progress. <laughs> oh, God. Um, something I like to note, too, is that when people freak out about terms like anarchy, which I, I did not too long ago, I just like to note to people that basically 99% of your interactions with other people are anarcho interactions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, the only ones are the ones in which you directly interact with the state or its proxies. Yes, yes. Agreed. Uh, and we'll talk more about that as well as some other parental stuff, bill of rights. Parental bill of rights that uh, is going on. But first, let's go to Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, yes. Uh, I went to the farmer's market today at the Robinson Park here. and Were they selling was- gasoline? <laughs> well, they got organic um, uh, food. They had tamales. They had pupusa table. They had torta table. They nice. have. Delicious. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and they have some kind of musician playing music, and and there was a little uh, bicycle valet. I guess everybody rides the rides the bicycle to the park, and then they park fair, and and I got to hand out twenty eight of my cards, my our business cards. Oh, your multi level marketing cards, right? Gotcha. Right, my network. Yeah, it's called a direct consumer marketing or network marketing so um uh, sarah you're in albuquerque right is that true yes um is it true uh because i heard this in a song once is it true that you can walk up to anyone on the street and they'll shave your back for a nickel <laughs> I, don't think, I think that's false. Oh, I, that's I have false. no idea where that j- joke came from. But <laughs> uh, well, that, would be, that would be that would be His Holiness Weird Al. Yeah, yes. if you t- look up the song, like Albuquerque song, um, there's been a whole song written about your wonderful city. In well, what does that mean? Albuquerque. You know, I mean, does it mean like anything goes? I'll tell you that anything goes in this town. Mm. I mean. Like uh, doing donuts in the 12 midnight and blocking the streets. And then when the cops show up, they just sit on the hood of the cops' cars. 
Um, yeah, all kinds of crazy things. And mm. Yeah, so even though you have government, people well, are still doing all sorts of stuff that you would rather they didn't. So what's the point well, of so having government? All, yeah, All these people just, like, not hurting anybody, but acting in a way that you didn't expect. How awful. Well, I mean, it does it does hurt people. What if people wanted to cross the intersection and then... There, there's about 20 cars parked well, and blocking all the What if people wanted to live in your house? Well, also, let me frame the uh, the discussion here. What if uh, government genocided people? That's enough of a reason to not have a government. Uh, yeah, I guess it does happen every now and then, but... I mean, <laughs> a little bit of acceptable <laughs> yeah. genocide here oh, and there yeah. is Only, the price that we pay to Only, live in society. Only Wait, 263 I, million in the 20th century alone. That's that's true. Uh, Sarah, I have a, a, a comment, maybe a question. So, so you went to this park, and there's a market thing yes. going on. And you were distributing business cards for what this this uh, marketing thing that you're doing. Uh, you're right. trying to you know make some money for yourself and further yourself, and that's great. I love that. Do you realize that what you're doing though is a capitalist activity? Well, of course. I live in a, a mixed economy. I I live in a socialist economy, mixed some communism, some capitalism here. So that's but aren't you yourself a I've... communist? Yeah, but I'm flexible. So, you know, I'm flexible. so if things mm-hmm. are a way that you consider to be evil around you, then you should do the evil things that are around you, correct? No, this is not evil because our products I, are very well, well, capitalism well, is You don't evil. think capitalism is evil? Well, the thing is that I don't have much choice, but the function well, in the no, capitalism no, 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 hold on. This is a simple yes or no question. Do you believe that capitalism is evil? Well, you know, actually, it's not completely evil. I mean, it serves its purpose. That's gross. Wow. Okay, we're just well, gonna I mean, we're, we're gonna go ahead and end your call there, Sarah, because that's the most positive thing I think I've ever heard Sarah yeah, say. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe we pushed her to that point. That was amazing. I, I if I had a medal, I'd give it to you guys. Woo! Yay! A medal. Us. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Sarah. We appreciate you. Um, and I certainly appreciate seeing personal growth. Yeah, that's definitely. amazing. Yes, I, I really want Sarah to get to a point in which she's just like, you know what, guys, you're right. I'm going to be a communist with integrity because don't get me wrong. There are actually communists I respect. Um, and those communists are the ones that live their beliefs and live on a commune. And they actually freely and voluntarily associate with people that want that lifestyle. The difference between uh, the society that most communists wish, which is forced by statism, right? They want everybody to be a communist Mm. and be forced to their way. The difference between that and what happens in actual anarchy or anarcho-capitalism is that uh, in anarchy, communism is allowed as long as it's Mm. voluntary. Absolutely. Right. So like if you wish to be a part of a commune and live a lifestyle of somebody who has communist beliefs, Mm -hmm. you are welcome to do so as long as a you're not forcing anyone else into that particular lifestyle. There's totally room for that in, quote, anarchy, unquote. And the world's big enough for both of us. Yes. Yeah, one of the things that I personally very much look forward to when New Hampshire inevitably secedes as a libertarian nation is that there will, in fact, be communist 
uh, enclaves mm. from whom the capitalist enclaves can learn extraordinary things. Oh, yeah. I'm so like, excited for if, that. If you, I, I know uh, from personal experience that, like, if you have a, a good sit down conversation with a principled, say, anarcho syndicalist and you start talking to them about, like, how they want a court system run, mm. they have really good ideas. And uh, I would love to see the, the, uh, Paid for forms of courts and uh, and uh, dispute resolution learn from the unpaid and uh, communal court systems and like right. pick up some of their like tips and tricks and mm. how right. you get this to work and how you get that to work so that they can better compete right. with other companies and, that are paid for and also situational specific stuff right mm. we've learned from forced statism uh, of any flavor mm. that <laughs> the court simply do not offer enough variety to cover all situations, right? There's always nuances from one situation to another. I don't care what crime it is you're accused of of having done. Like, the, the, the courts are like a one-size-fits-all. Oh, nope, you're guilty. In the slammer you go, mm. right? But if we can learn what you're saying, different methods to approach these things from different ways, we can achieve uh, what is known as a voluntarist Court system. And going off of both of your points, um, I personally have had much, much more fruitful conversations with ANCOMs and and, uh, syndicalists um, than I have with even Beltway libertarians, which are supposed to be our people, um, because they they get it. You know, they get the non-coercive factor like the the uh, Beltway libertarians are still fiddling and playing with the ring of power, thinking that they'll somehow be able to manipulate it and control it in a way that's uh, that's manageable. But but. They can't because it's it's against um, the very nature of the universe. It certainly is. Yeah, I, I would I would rather talk to a red pilled uh, lefty than a blue pilled uh, even anarchist all day. Yeah, six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Coming up, we'll talk about what effect a tyrant is having on something that people obviously want to have, particularly parents. This is Free Talk Live six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Yes, it is Free Talk Live. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in and listening tonight. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. We're talking about all sorts of things. We've talked about uh, gas prices. We've talked about uh, legalities of things. We've talked about communism versus capitalism versus anarchy versus statism. What else have we talked about? Uh, Whatever it is. If you want to call and talk to us, 603-283-6160. It's a bit of a a change-up of the lineup here tonight. Uh, In the host's seat, it is myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me. Zephania. And Peakless Mountaineer. And uh, Zephania has been on previously. We Mm. hope to have him on uh, a little bit more as time goes on. Uh, But he's certainly a welcome guest. Thank you for filling the seat tonight. Thank you for having me. So you had brought in a piece of show prep, 
and it has to do, uh, generally speaking, I... I try and shy away from New Hampshire-specific things, mm. particularly on Saturday nights, because, well, it's a na- nationwide audience and, like, the most reach that we have. But this ties into some national issues that I we're having. I think it ties in with international issues that we're having. I, uh, I agree. So w- what do you got? So basically, there's this uh, wonderful bill in New Hampshire. It's called HB 1431. It's known as the Parental Rights Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, what it does is it outlines just... Uh, a buttload of protections for parents. Uh, It starts off by saying, the general court finds that it is the fundamental right of parents to direct the upbringing, education, and care of their minor children. And then it goes on later on in the section to say, all parental rights are reserved to the parent of the minor child in the state without obstruction or interference from the state, any of its political subdivisions, including without limitation, any school board, school district, a school administrative unit, or any other government entity, including but not limited to all of the following rights of the parent of the minor child in this state, and then it lists out all of them. And it talks about uh, the education, uh, it talks about being able to request uh, any and all educational materials, it talks about um, basically if the uh, government wants to uh, do any sort of medical thing on kids, um, you know, like direct parental consent is yeah. needed um you know just basic now, uh, when you say educational materials you mean like uh school records for the kids um so no it's broader than that mm. so like you like can request and, you can you can request yeah. lesson plans uh you can uh request basically uh what the teachers talked about that day um but also like administrative things like it basically just makes the public yeah. school system incredibly transparent yeah, i gotta tell you all of that sounds just incredibly reasonable right exactly yeah. no so this in my opinion i think that this is a very very common sense piece of legislation but it had a lot of road bumps um it had some hard it had a hard time getting through the house but it did had a hard time getting through the senate but it did and then the senate made an amendment that um that the house had to agree on before it went to the governor and in that process it almost died which like never happens usually the house and the senate are able to reconcile those differences um but in this case it almost died um, a ton of the activists here in New Hampshire put pressure on the reps, calling them, telling them, don't let this die. We care about this because it just outlines basic protections. I even talked to some Democrats about this, mm-hmm. and their main objection to it was, um, this is too common sense. Like, why would we need legislation like this? Right. And it's like, because because of that reason, you need to have it written down on paper. And so the point that I'm trying to get to here is, Sununu has already signaled that he's not going to sign His this. Excellency. His Excellency, for those of you, King Sununu. For those of the listeners who aren't familiar. Uh, the, With his bogusness. The, mm. the guy, what's his actual title? The uh, governor. The governor. The governor. The governor. <laughs> he literally refers to himself as His Excellency. Yeah. Uh, it's on his letterhead. If you get an office or an, uh, a letter from the governor's office, it says, from the office of His Excellency, Governor Sununu. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and because so, the idea that someone would be in government and not be of the most profoundly moral, upstanding character is unthinkable. And so he's he's basically saying, oh, I saw that my attorney general had problems with this, and so I'm just not going to sign it into law. And this is the same uh, guy that ran with, um, you know, an amazing um, person that's in his uh, staff, uh, Frank Edelblut, um, who uh, homeschooled all six of his kids. He's the education commissioner. Um, yet, 
he's he's not signing this very basic um, piece of legislation into law. And what I think the reason is behind it is because it seems like there is this national and international push of um, of a combination of groomers um, and people that basically um, think that you don't own anything. And that includes being able to direct um, the upbringing of somebody that is living under your roof right yeah. and that you are the direct steward over over um and so um Beakless and i looked into this actually and it turns out that chris sununu and by proxy his brother john sununu um have connections with the world economic forum which oh. is very which is famous for having said you will own nothing and love it and i believe that they want to extend that to children yep uh just brought it up here uh there's a uh... I just brought it up here. The uh, uh, the the page on the World Economic Forum, weforum.org. Uh, John E. Sununu, there he is. Yep. It, this isn't a conspiracy theory or anything. Like yep. I, I'm a realist. I'm a conspiracy realist. I don't want any of this stuff to be true, but it yeah. it just is whether well, I like it or not. It just happens to be that the brother of our horrendously corrupt governor here happens to be the brother of the the senior advisor of the middle east working group in the united states institute of peace for the world economic forum i'm sure that's not influencing (laughs) one of the things i enjoy about new hampshire is the uh, i believe recent uh, education legislation where uh, folks who want to homeschool uh, sort of get I don't want to say all, but like they get uh, the portion of taxes that would pay for them to be in public school uh, is available to them on a state level on a state level. Yes. Uh, And that's one of the things that makes New Hampshire certainly different from other states. Oh, yeah. So I'm in in talking about this. um, I'm going to make it really clear to the listeners as as much as they're trying to push a lot of this tyranny, New Hampshire is still the best place on earth to fight back against it. I mean, just in terms of education freedom alone, we have more education uh, freedom protections and school choice than almost, if not every other uh, state in the country. And not only that, uh, we have people that are willing to dedicate time, uh, treasure, and effort into making sure that stuff like this stays law and that it you know, just broadens even more. And I want to point out, I don't have children. Right. So, well, you don't have kids. What do you care? I recognize that in order for society to become free, that it is very likely a generational effort. Yes, I would love to see it in my time. I would love to see New Hampshire secede from the rest of the union. I would love to see a place where people who want to live without a coercive organization known as government be able to do so and live according to their own sovereignty. I would love for that to occur, particularly here. And I agree that this is probably the best chance, at least inside the United States, that I am able to find. So why do I care about these kids? Because I realize it's likely a multi-generational effort, and the education of children needs to get out of the horrifyingly bad purview of government schools. Well, even more than just the intergenerational thing, I believe that the family unit, and by extension the wider community, is the greatest check on the state. Because because basically what happens when you have a functioning family unit and a functioning community is you don't have to rely on the government for things, which is why I think 
which is the real reason why I think Sununu is trying to kill this fantastic bill. Yeah, if if you want to see the kind of world that is created when the children are recognized officially as as owned property of the state, read Brave New World. Yep. Because yeah. that was the thing that like amazed me. It's like, wow, they're just completely raised by the government the, itself? The, the giver does this too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. These kinds of dystopian worlds are exactly what happens when the when children are considered to be owned property of the state and that is very much a big fight that like humanity is having right now is like is government this thing that we've agreed upon so that it can serve our needs or is government this thing that owns us and can tell us what to do all the time and one set of people says it can tell us what to do all the time and it has to feed us in response Mm. which is just slavery yeah i just want to take a minute because whenever education of children comes up i want to point out the the works of john taylor gatto May he rest oh, yeah. in peace. Read his work. If you care about your children, read John Taylor Gatto. Pick up any book by him. Uh, he was nominated Teacher of the Year several times. He's won all sorts of awards for teaching. Rose he, to the top of his field and then left. And and you'll find out why when you read his work. John Taylor Gatto. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. And we'll talk about all sorts of things, including why is India restricting... Wheat, damn it. Wheat. <laughs> wheat. W-H-E-A-T. Wheat. Sorry, I just... My, I didn't quite make it under the gun when we went to the, uh, the sponsor's messages there, and my last word got cut off, and I was upset about it. So throughout the entire break there, <laughs> I was I was like, going to finish that sentence and tell people what the last word Wow, you were, you were hiding that very well. Yes, well. 603-283-6160. Now people are like, what's, why is the captain mad at wheat? <laughs> like, folks who are just tuning in, it's the third hour, the top of the third hour. They're like, what? what? We didn't hear what he said before. Going, what? We'll tell you about it. Don't worry. Or maybe we won't. <laughs> 603-283-6160 is the phone number in the and studio. And if you call in, you can make sure that we don't get to tell you about it. <laughs> Perhaps I'll talk about barley instead. Mm. Uh, in the barley. studio, in the studio, it's myself, the captain. It's funnier and peakless mountaineer. Uh, we've been talking about the parental rights bill. Yes, indeed. Here in New Hampshire, and how it ties into the larger issues of education, uh, not only in the United States but globally, really, mm. because modern education, almost everywhere that I can think of. Uh, is state-based, state-sponsored, mm-hmm. state-compelled, compulsory schooling mm-hmm. in most places, but specifically here in the United States for sure. Right. Uh, and it is based on the Prussian uh, education mm-hmm. system that mm-hmm. was developed specifically to fast-track obedient workers during wartime. They wanted they wanted to train people really quick on how to build more bombs so specifically, the Prussian model, so what had happened, Prussian, basically Germans, uh, but the especially angry part of Germans, um, <laughs> had just lost a war against the French, and they were Oof. very upset about that. I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, I'd be upset. I mean, it was Napoleon, so, you know, not mm. that bad. That's but like, like the most badass the French have ever been. Yeah, it, it kind of is. But they just lost a war against the French, of all people, so they're like, okay, we are retooling civilization so that we can do nothing 
nothing but kill. Mm. So we're going to have three kinds of people. We're going to have number one, industrial workers, which is why there's a bell system to, you know, like, you know, just like a whistle to go, okay, next station, please. Mm. Pavlov's uh, dog, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Number two, soldiers. So number one, the, the industrial workers to build the tanks and the warships for number two, the soldiers. And finally, a minority of opinion manipula- manipulators in their particular case, uh, 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 clergy. Mm-hmm. So, But uh, in, in our day and age, uh, clergy is a role that is largely held by uh, scientists and and media uh, personalities. This might sound like a minor thing, but I do think that it's crucial. Something else that they do that I think people take for granted is they literally make you ask for permission to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. They literally make you ask to engage in a natural bodily function yeah. as if they have a greater claim to that than you do yourself. Like it's Your it's, biology will be subject to our demands. Don't you I, dare eat that in class. I, you will seen, eat at the oh, designated eating time. That is definitely another I've one. I've seen it too where like if uh, if a teacher doesn't like a particular student because what, they're unruly or rowdy or Yeah, they'll tell them whatever, they can't go to the bathroom. They'll tell them no. Them, oh, yeah. and like, But everybody else is fine. Yeah. But because they don't like this kid, they'll be like, no, you can't go until I say so. They get that authoritarian you know, super virtuous you know whatever thing going yeah. on and it's horrible for children yeah i mean it's interesting that um you know the government is really good at centralization with all of these things but uh with the education system it's pretty remarkable that they've found a way to use decentralization to go to their benefit yeah. basically they've what they've deputized all of these individual teachers to be micro tyrants that like that pursue the will of the greater state without them even realizing it it's really quite remarkable yeah federated oppression i mean like it it was amazing that during the lockdown it wasn't the central government commanding everyone it was all of the decentral governments mm. commanding that no one is allowed to you're all grounded no (laughs) one's allowed to leave the house for a walk Mm. so the the point is that here in new hampshire a a piece of legislation has been passed known as the parental bill of rights Mm -hmm. uh it the people said yep we want it. Uh, it passed the House and the Senate, and it went to uh, Governor Sununu's desk, and he's like, nope, gonna veto. Yep. And with that said, let's go to Rob in Vermont. Rob, you're on Free Talk Live. Rob? Rob in Vermont. Rob going once. Rob going twice. Rob, we can't hear you. I'm going to just put him back on hold. Maybe we'll get back to him. He wanted to talk about this particular topic, so I mm. thought that would be a great segue. Way to let me down, Rob. <laughs> uh, maybe it's technical well, we don't know. I'd like to point out, not only do they make you raise your hand for a biological function, they also permission your curiosity. Mm, that's true. So, like, I mean, the nature of a young human being is to be curious mm. about I mean, everything. really everything. Yeah. Right. But what do they do? You have to have permission to express your curiosity. And I, in particular, remember this because I would have, uh, occasionally I'd have a teacher that's like, okay, you are not allowed to ask any more questions for the rest of the day. So um, I had one that's like, you are allowed three questions per day, including whether or not you have to go to the bathroom. I I just want to make a plea to all of the um, parents that are listening out there. If you care about your children, like even 1%, what I would recommend that you do now, immediately, is you homeschool them. Absolutely. I mean, there is there is no 
there is no excuse for someone who cares about their children to hand them over to the worst possible people on the face of the planet. I mean, these are the people who are trying to turn your children, some of them, into killers. If all I had some to do- of them into slaves. Like that's the plan. If if I had to eat beans and rice all day, it would be worth it. Like, you know, because because knowing what these people intend to do with my children or knowing what um, they do do on a daily basis, it it just isn't worth it. I, I would make the sacrifices. Yeah, but, but we we know here, at least at this table, that in the absence of government, abundance would occur. Right. No, absolutely. Like all of the facts and evidence point well, to that being I, the and, case. I mean, look at look at look at Dubai. I mean, I, what it doesn't have is any of the political freedoms. But boy, do they have a whole lot of freedom of uh, of not being taxed, of economic freedoms. Economic freedoms. And yeah. what happened? An S ton of money. Right. Yes. This nowhere place in the middle of an unforgiving desert is suddenly a center for the world just because you took your boot off the economic neck. Now imagine taking your boot completely and utterly off not only the economic neck, but also the civilizational and social neck of human possibility. And imagine Mm -hmm. that happening to a state like, oh, I don't know, New Hampshire, for Mm -hmm. example. Well, it's closer here than it is anywhere else on Earth, that's for damn sure. Yeah. And and the real question here is, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about, well, without government, you know, what about the poor and blah, 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 you know, they, all the things that the destitute of people, you know, the disabled and all that kind of stuff. It's like, OK, uh, first of all, are you under the delusion that these people are being taken care of efficiently and effectively now? Because they're not. Usually governments well, are the ones that killed them the most. Yeah. Well, I'm going to throw a quick shill in. Uh, Healing Our World goes over uh, that really beautifully. Mary Ruart, one yeah. of my faves. Yeah. But, but I mean, suffice it to say that if you give people freedom, they become rich. Hey, and on, when wanna... human beings, like in general, become rich, they help the people who need it. I yeah. just want to make sure our listeners understand. Mary Ruart wrote a book. She's an author. It's called Healing Our World. That's what we're referring to here. We just sort of said words and without telling the folks. Yeah, thank like, you. I appreciate yeah. that. I just want to make sure everybody out there in listener land understands what we're saying. Mary J. Ruart, uh, she's a top-notch author. Read her stuff. Yeah, and it's it's a very simple matter of like, well, the government is doing this service. Right. You are voting for people because they promise they will perform this service. And if there's no people to vote for, you will have dollars. And you can give dollars to the people that make these things actually happen. Mm. Yeah, so the the question isn't what creates poverty, because poverty is the default state. Uh, if uh, you are born, what do you have? Yourself. That's it. That's all you got. You Hunger. Already, yeah. You're already in poverty. Hunger and discomfort. So and, the, and cold, usually. So the question is, what creates abundance? What creates the opposite of poverty? What creates that? And, of course, we know that it's the free market. Yeah. Right? Not the governed market. Not the highly regulated markets, not the, the oversaw market, trade. but yes, and and that is a human condition. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. More free talk live is coming up. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. 
That is the telephone number to this radio program called Free Talk Live. We're a live radio call-in program. It's also broadcast on the internet and some uh, satellite stations where you can bring up any topic, anything you want. There are very few rules here. The only ones are uh, you get to call once per night and no saying the bad words. The FCC will, uh, you know, will definitely cut us off, cancel us, if you will, uh, for violations of that. So no bad words. You get one call a night. Otherwise, we're here seven nights a week, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. You could call in. If you don't like what we're talking about, change the subject. It's called Free Talk Live for that reason. Why don't we just say all of them so that people know not to say them? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, George Carlin has done so. <laughs> you just need to go to your favorite search engine and type in the seven words you can't say. And the George Carlin bit will come up, and they're all there. A couple of them are really ridiculous, too. And, and redundant, yeah. too. Oh, like, true. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. But he addressed that in a later in a later bit as mm. well. So, at any rate, in the studio, it's myself, the captain. Symphonia. And Peakless Mountaineer. We've been talking about uh, education, uh, the Russian Prussian education system, the effects of that education on children, the multi-generational uh, freedom movement, and how you know education reform, specifically homeschooling, is going to help that. Mm. Uh, and we talked about uh, His Excellency, Mr. <laughs> Sununu. King Sununu. King Sununu uh, putting the veto on something that passed both the House and the Senate here in New Hampshire that's uh, the Parental Bill of Rights. So mm-hmm. uh, without further ado, let's give a try to Rob in Vermont. Rob, you're on Free Talk Live. Rob? All right. Hey, there hey. you are. Hey, what's up, hey. Rob? <laughs> we got you now. What's on your mind, brother? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I don't think that the Governor Shununu really cares about families. <laughs> I mean, well, for the longest time, Okay, when they brought it up about what was going on with the youth detention center and people called it out, agencies called it out, and, you know, he just fired back and said that, you know, those people didn't know what they were, they were talking about. Oh, yeah, and, intact families are a threat to his power. And also, yeah. this is the second time in, I think, a week, maybe two weeks, where something has passed both the House and the Senate landed on his desk, and he's like, no, nah, I'm just not going to do so, that. No, that's, um, that's his does, nature. Does that's someone want to uh, fill us in on the detention centers? Because uh, my memory's a little vague on that particular subject. Like, uh, what the... Rob? Yeah. So, I mean, going back to early 1960s, them eight, the youth detention center was, you know, molesting little kids and... And using them like you know as cockfights and and I mean it was just horrible horrible things that went on you know all the way up until almost the end of 2019 mm. and Brutal. you know hundreds of people have come forward and you know filed suit and you know now all the people that did all this bad stuff you know the agency that they represent they want to be the ones to decide. Well, okay, we did this, but here's what we're going to give you. Here's what we decided that we're going to give you for what we did to you. 
Yeah, yeah, it is. It's horrific. And I agree with you on the Sununu part, too. Uh, the Sununu part, oh, I, sick. I don't think he cares about anyone except for himself. And this isn't specific to him. It's politicians in general, because when they start in on their careers, maybe, just maybe, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt, they are you know, trying to do something altruistic or do something that they feel is their duty to do to represent the people or whatever. And they get within the system that is corrupt by its very existence and they can't help but become these narcissistic people who only care about their next election and don't really give a flying crap about anybody else so thanks for the call i I think he actually also cares about his other lizard people that Hmm. would be the only pushback i would offer um which is that um you know that one quote goes like it's a big effing club and you ain't in it (laughs) yes indeed yeah Yeah, and 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 the thing is like all like nearly unanimous among politicians he has contracted this addiction to power because power make no mistake it activates the same part of your brain as heroin and the only way that they could get that much power is if they work as a team and just like heroin every time that you that you take a hit, you need a bigger hit to get to the same place. Mm. Let's uh, go to more of your calls and thoughts. We have Therese calling in from New Hampshire. Therese, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. I have to just say I'm really enjoying your show, and I'm glad that Footloose um, turned me on. So I'm listening to everything you're talking about tonight, and I couldn't help but call in again. Um, and I've been taking notes. So first of all, Mark Allegro's parental rights bill and Sununu vetoing that. Um, it To me, it's like it's showing everyone who Sununu truly is. Mm-hmm. All of us school board moms, all of us who are pissed off that our property taxes are high and it's going to the school boards and then we have no control over what's happening with our kids. So what's happening here in New Hampshire, which is, you know, the live free or die state, a bunch of liberty-minded people and a lot of us mama bears are mm-hmm. rising up and saying, this is just not okay. Mm-hmm. You know, these are our constitutional rights. We're paying you to educate our children, not to uh, shut us out. So we do have Prenda and all these amazing co-ops where it is very um, doable for most people to homeschool mm. now, much more than it ever was. I was able to do that with my boys, even though mm. I'm a single mom. So, I mean, New Hampshire is very, very unique and there's a lot of good things, but I would also say that I work really hard for my money mm. and it's, pretty ridiculous if you look to like Anne-Marie Banfield for us just to walk away from the amount of money that we're putting into the school systems and just to let them run wild with it. So I still think it's important that we engage and hold them accountable. Um, You know, as far as Nunu and his brother being tied to the World Economic Forum and, you know, this, this global kind of idea of you'll have nothing and, and be happy with it. Like, we're not tolerating that here in New Hampshire. We're just yeah. not going to. No, we are I mean, not. It's, just, it's clear. Um, tyrants can go pound kind of sand. This far, no that. further. We're not, no. Right. And so, you know, that leads to kind of this um, this narcissistic, you know, heroin. And what, is nar- what do narcissists hate? What's the antidote to that? Embarrassment. Mm-hmm. And so it's, for those that know me, I, you know, was arrested for allegedly saying amen. I'm like, are you kidding <laughs> yeah. me? You know, and, and standing up and I, uh, you know, Footloose, you know, called them bootlicking tyrants. And so mm. I created a, you know, top 10 bootlickers <laughs> at the Capitol. And, nice. you know, who was all of a sudden not, it was going along to get along mm. and wasn't standing up and speaking truth into the insanity of what we've seen in the last two years. Um, 
So I just, one, wanted to thank you guys for educating your listeners or at least touching on these subjects. There's, there's nowhere else that I have found that the media outlet that's mm. actually speaking to this. And mm. so it's Us really either. encouraging. Us either. look. So, yeah. You know. No, it's awesome. So, you know, and then the Sununu Center, you guys were talking about the detention center. I have a lot of um, background and history of what's going on there. But, you know, the what a lot of people don't realize is our DCYF here in New Hampshire was audited about four years ago. I can hear the music going. Yeah. And we're headed into a break. Yeah. Uh, um, can you hang on? But I can. All right. Stand by. We'll let you finish your point. Therese Grinnell, everybody. This is Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. More of your calls and thoughts coming up. for a cookie. That's good enough for me. <laughs> That's a C word we can say here on Free Talk Live. Cookie. That's right. Let your imagination do the rest. <laughs> <laughs> is the telephone number here at Free Talk Live. If you would like to join us in the studio, it's myself, the captain. Sephania. And Peakless Mountaineer. Uh, Free Talk Live's video archives have been over on Library for years now. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're very big fans of that here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey. That's a video sharing website to directly compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off with over 1 million channels now, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could literally be taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so now we're streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel. Just visit video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com. And then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. Again, all you need to do is visit video.freetalklive.com. Follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Good piece of technology, that. Oh, yeah. All right. We were, let's go back to Therese, who is calling from New Hampshire, uh, because she didn't get to finish her thought. Therese, are you with us? Yeah. So the, the last thought touch on what you guys were talking about is, you know, people go into these positions, maybe with noble reasons that they quickly are in a framework that just like a tide just pulls them into this power trip framework as not, not doing anything for the people by the people. So um, many of you have heard about the resolve, this idea of doing a block vote Um, in all honesty, it's not just our governor, but our five executive council members are completely sold out. Um, mm-hmm. There's only probably one out of our 25 senators that I think is worth keeping. And I think the only way that it would ever work is if we did a clean sweep and we absolutely did a block vote and removed the 30 people that are there at the top and put 30 people in. Could you imagine if you had 30 people who were all truly for letting the people vote on something like secession? Well, even you the know, 30 even the... people that would really let the people 
have a parental bill of rights. Even the one senator that you think is a good one, I'm thinking this is the one that you're thinking of, even he voted against the parental bill of rights, which was super shocking to me. Yeah, I'm just looking for a place where a man can be free. And that's a lyric that I stole from some some friends of mine in a band called Little Elvis out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. (laughs) But it really hits home to me. I've been listening to that song longer than I have been of the mind of freedom. And when I go back and listen to it now, I realize it's one of the many seeds that were planted in my head uh, about all of things freedom and philosophically speaking. Uh, It's one of the things that I want most in life is because there should be, and the three of us spoke about this during a break just recently, there should be somewhere on planet Earth where people who want to be free, who are not harming other people or other people's property, should be able to exist in a coercion-free environment. Mm -hmm. There currently isn't, because every place on planet Earth is claimed by a government. Amen. But you know what? (laughs) Be careful with that. (laughs) (laughs) We, We are first in the nation. We speak that over ourselves all the time. And I believe if anyone can do it, it is us here in New Hampshire. Absolutely. And truly, it's just a numbers game. And, you know, we're small enough and we have the momentum and the traction that we could put our heads together and come up with 30 people who have integrity and care about freedom and letting people live their lives and stop taking a bunch of federal money and misusing it and painting ourselves into a corner and adding more and more and more legislation on top of layer over layer over layer instead of go in and start stripping it back, look at these government agencies, put people in there that um, are truly for the kids in the case of, you know, DHHS, we've just given them all the power of basically signed over all our sovereignty to DHHS and Dr. Chan. You know, the second thing feels that there's something, you know, so when are we going to take it back? Are we going to wait as soon you know, as we can four years, six years, i mean I, years, I gotta tell you like usually i am in favor of having another uh, another uh, house to stop bills from turning into laws because mm. usually bills are terrible and they yeah. only expand state power right but in new hampshire it is unlike any place on earth there are bills coming through that expand individual power and those are the ones getting stopped by the Senate. Well, you 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 uh, remember what I was reading from the Parental Bill of Rights, right? That was an absolutist document. I mean, I don't think that anybody at this um, table could have could have made it more principled and more beautiful than it was just as just as it was. Therese? agreed. I mean, I think you know you look at the situation, and I mean, we are unique that we have the five executive council members. Um, we have people who are fighting, you know, to get the Freedom Caucus stronger with our state reps. But, you know, those top 30 positions, if we did a clean sweep and we put people in there that were truly, you know, I think the tide that pulls the person out to see um, a power and corruption when they get elected, if they were surrounded with people that are like, no, that is not why we are here. We are, I mean, Dan Richards and his Supreme Court, and if we have that chance to do remonstrance and say, you know, this is a stupid law and this needs to be voted on, we need to relook and start peeling the layers of the paint off of this house and have New Hampshire be as close to the Constitution or start to move in that direction. I, I just think it'd be very easy to find 30 people 
that we all write their names in come September. We primary out Sununu. We we do our own poll ahead of time, so we know who we're pointing well, at. So we well, hold on. So this is a, 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 a this is a question near and dear to my heart. Okay, primary out Sununu yes. with whom? Because and well, this is one of the ways that I am deeply upset with the Republican Party in New Hampshire. Yeah, totally. Is because wow, are they ever satisfied with this tyrant? Well, and and here's the problem. The problem is is that good men do not want to rule other men, mm. and that's that's really where this problem comes from. You find it wherever people use voting as the mechanism for their their society. Wherever statism is found, uh, they're using this mechanism. And the problem is is that good men do not want to rule other men. Yeah, but I mean, New Hampshire is probably one of the only places on earth in which it's like arguably morally permissible just because of how many basically liberty minded people we have within these institutions. Hey, Therese, thank you for your activism and the call tonight. Feel free to call us again and uh, update your story. Tell us what you're up to. We appreciate it. Um, you know, I, I, I am philosophically an anarchist mm. and and. To me, that means uh, you know I don't want statism of any flavor. Mm. That being said, uh, I have you know d- done my own research and found that New Hampshire is still the you know number one or number two, depending on who you're looking at, and they fluctuate every other year. Uh, the, the number one most free state in the United States of America. The most recent report said that not only was it number one, but given all of the wonderful, amazing legislation that went through, it will be. Nearly impossible for any state to ever come close again in in the near future. And if it hadn't been for his excellency and his response to the COVID, there, it would be absolutely unquestionable that we were the freest state. Oh, for and sure. The, the difference that I find between uh, the most previous state that I lived in, which was Washington state, uh, granted, I was in the, uh, the the left side of that state, <laughs> and I mean that geographically speaking as well as politically, politically leaning. Speaking, yeah. um, but you know, when I would start to talk about, you know, hey, I, I just don't want government at all, right? It was like I kicked their dog off of the bridge, you know, <laughs> like I had I had tore their soul out and just chucked it across the freeway. Uh, I was seen as, as a ho- out here. I could talk about it, and a lot of folks are like, "Yeah, I totally get People where you're coming from." People pat you on from. the back out here, man. You know, so you know that is one of the benefits of being here, even though there are conflicts with my personal philosophy. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero is the phone number if you'd like to join the discussion here on Free Talk Live. More coming up. All right. Thank you for listening and tuning in. It is the final segment. Wow. The show has really flown by tonight. It has. Final segment of tonight's show. Remember, uh, if you didn't get on, we're here seven nights a week, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern time. If you want to call, uh, please call during those hours when we're live, and we will do our best to get you on the air. Uh, to the people who've dropped off, same message. Uh, if you missed getting on the air tonight, please call again on another night, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. We're here doing this thing live. Before we go on, I have to say thank you to CH. CH is a silver level amplifier. What does that mean? Well, if you go and visit amps, amps.freetalklive.com, 
you'll find our Amplifier program. AMPS stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. So if you enjoy this show, the hosts, the co-hosts, the topics, the callers, sometimes the humor, like the Onion News things (laughs) that we play in between or whatever, uh, if you get value out of that, consider becoming an amplifier over at amps.freetalklive.com. Your contribution goes directly to help get this show on more radio stations get more distribution for this show to spread the message of peace, liberty, and freedom to more people. One of our callers tonight called in and said, you know, I I haven't found another media outlet that that does what you guys are doing. And and quite frankly, neither have we. True dad. Could we be the canary in the coal mine? I don't know. But I can say that if you think that is true, Please consider becoming an amplifier. You get some perks. It's a Patreon-type setup, so, you know, if you contribute, you know, you get some special things. That's not why you should contribute. You should contribute because you find value in the message that we're presenting. Again, amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you again, CH, for your contribution. We appreciate you. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Stephen in Northwest Georgia. Stephen, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, um, so y'all had a, y'all were talking about something, and I I really want to dive deep into this, or as deep as we can go in eleven minutes. <laughs> but um, I have traveled the world, mm. and I've traveled uh, the United States pretty heavily, um, and I have seen all sorts of governments, and I have seen all sorts of, for lack of better word, intentional communities. Right. Yep. Mm. Um. I have been in upstate New York and I've seen communist communes and I've also been in upstate New York and I've seen Muslim communes where when I tell you they live by Sharia law, they live by Sharia law and everybody leaves them alone. Mm -hmm. But um, I am a dual citizen. If you ask me, I'm a dual citizen um, of the United States forcibly and liberland. Mm-hmm. which is between Croatia and Serbia. Um, and I don't care what we're talking about. We can talk about me on my own property. We can talk about y'all in Keene. Um, I assume you're in Keene. Mm-hmm. Um, we can talk about Liberland. And Liberland is entirely private property. And government agents will do whatever, not American government agents, but government agents around the world will do whatever they need to do to shut you down. Yeah, no, it's true. Why is it that Muslims should have their Sharia law in upstate New York, which is one of the worst places to live in the United States, um, and communists can do their commune thing, and nobody messes with them, but when I say, hey, here's, here's my money, give me property, now leave me alone, they send thugs with guns yeah. to shut you down. Why, it's why do you think You're that's... absolutely right. Well, I think it's... I co- think it's more than numbers. I think it's mm. compliance. Because you you mentioned, uh, you know, these communes and that type of a thing where, where people are you know, seemingly left alone to live, you know, amongst their laws, their religious laws. But they're also complying with the state. And that is to say they're doing things like getting a license plate on their car and, mm. you know, filling out the right forms and otherwise complying with anything the state does. And so 
compliance plays a large factor in that. Now, with regards to Liberland, uh, I've been following Liberland since its inception, and it has certainly been attacked by the surrounding governments mm-hmm. around it because they found, you know, basically a way to, well, liberate that particular piece of property from the surrounding governments, and those surrounding governments were none too happy about it and still aren't, I imagine. Um, I I would push back. I think it is a numbers game. Um, I think that the reason why these intentional communities have been so successful, like the Muslims and, and, and the uh, commies, um, is because... Um, getting libertarians together is like herding cats, you know? Like, if you look at New Hampshire, which is deniably the libertarian homeland, in my opinion. Yeah, it is. Um, That being said, we're all going in our different directions, and it's beautiful, and we're seeing a lot of um, growth and creation happening from it, but... It does mean that a lot of this stuff is, is going to be slower than if we all centralized within New Hampshire and just completely disobeyed them so i think it's more than a numbers game so in in spite of the the problem of uh gathering libertarians we have managed to gather a lot of libertarians mm. especially for the population of new hampshire no yeah but true. we will always have more pushback than sharia law will we will always have more pushback than communism will for one reason what we are doing empowers individuals mm. uh, instead of collectives. So, mm, true. so the functional way of like a biological organism has like cells that lead to organs that lead to the organism. So the individual is empowered by their family unit, is empowered by their chosen society. Mm. And that cannot be allowed if you're trying to rule everyone. Mm-hmm. Great point. Thank you for the call, Stephen. We appreciate it. Let's go to Jack in Ocean Shores, Washington. Jack, you're on Free Talk Live. I'm short on time. I was going to think about something else, but I'm trying to transition from YouTube to Odyssey. Yeah. Oh. And you guys did not mention that Odyssey has recently removed the buffering they have as a matter of fact so if you've been trying to enjoy some videos on odyssey uh, due to volume and some things behind the scenes the folks might experience a little bit of a buffering action but uh, they have solved that problem it is true yeah and it's uh it's huge really good it's really really good yeah it needs to be uh i mean you guys are i advertise it a lot you know but I'm able to watch it's most of my good. stuff on Odyssey, like the stuff that I watch on a day-to-day basis, like uh, Six and Hammer and, and some of these other creators, um, obviously Free Talk Live. Uh, basically everyone that I follow is on there. Yeah, I go straight to the raw product and use the uh, library app. Mm. Nice. Yeah. I mean, and, that's better. And I, I think that there's really no overstating the power of this platform. I mean, it's it's basically brought the Internet back. Yep. Yeah, do you remember uh, when YouTube didn't suck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, it's kind of the early days of what YouTube used to be over at Odyssey, that's for sure. I mean, but you own your stuff on Odyssey, which is what's yes. different. Jack, go ahead. Oh, it's sensible, too. It doesn't have... Uh... Not that I've looked, but there's no like real like soft porn going on. It's just it's a very adult free speech platform. And I have nothing to do with Odyssey, by the way. It's just so honest. Mm. Yeah, there's there's a tough looking. Yeah, I was just going to say there's a tough line to draw where like you're not getting pornography and you're not getting spam. But at the same time, you're still getting actual signal from whoever wants to speak. 
And the thing that uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, they haven't released it yet, but they are planning to launch uh, their own version of a Patreon type of service. Mm, yeah. However, because uh, Odyssey and Library are, shall we say, based on the blockchain, cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. cryptocurrency will be available, something Patreon I don't think will ever do. I don't think they'll ever integrate cryptocurrency, whereas I, it's my belief, at least how I understand it currently, that uh, Odyssey, their version of this, will integrate cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. So content creators can earn in crypto. And that is a step forward in the right direction. Indeed. Hey, thanks for the call tonight, Jack. Yeah, I, I think it. going forward, that's going to be like a, a real litmus test and a watermark of like, are you going to accept the currency of the future or are you going to hold us back to the past and the control of central governments that came with it? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I hope that this thing goes and it goes off as well as I think it's going to, because if it does you know, people talk about videos going viral. Imagine a platform going viral. Mm. If everybody can see how restrictive the Google well, owned the YouTube is. The World Wide is. Web was exactly that. It was yeah. when a platform went viral. Mm. Yes. Yes. And uh, it can only mean good things uh, to to be able to create something and put it in a place that can never be taken down. As a proponent of free speech, hoorah. Mm. It's about time. Libertarians making the world cooler one day at a time. We're out of time. Thank you both for co-hosting with me tonight. Thanks to all the callers. If you missed any part of our program, you can check out the replay over at freetalklive.com. Thanks and peace.